Hey everyone, we just want to welcome you to Young Christian Podcast. We want to welcome you to our podcast. First and foremost, um, we just want you to know that we are going to be looking at real world issues through the lens of a young Christian. Uh, Today, I want to talk about millennials uh, and parenting and maybe the differences that maybe, you know, we've had because, you know, my dad, he's Gen X um, and he was, I believe he was one of the last or one of the first May, I, I want to say maybe the first. Yeah, he's one of the first um, of Gen X. And then after him, uh, if he was born one year early, um, he would be a boomer. Uh, and my mom is a couple years younger than my dad. So they're both Gen X. Um, and, you know, times were different. Times are different for every parent. Maybe your your parents are boomers, maybe Gen X. Um and you're listening to this and or maybe you're a boomer or maybe you're a Gen Xer. Maybe you're not a millennial at all. Uh, and maybe your parents were of a different generation. And, you know, maybe it was a little bit different uh, raising children back then, back in those days. You know, I hear uh, a lot of stories from different people, uh, especially boomers uh, telling me about uh, how they raised their children and for my parents, how they raised me and it's it's really cool to see kind of um, definitely the changes over the years and kind of what each generation has done uh, and is currently doing. Um, so I personally have entered this world of parenting, uh, but just two weeks ago, uh, my baby boy, my firstborn son, Jonah, uh, he was born two weeks ago at 442 uh, a.m., not p.m., a.m., and um he has graced us with his presence, and so far, these two weeks have been amazing, and I'm just kind of tracking through these different things uh, in life, and uh, believe it or not, I am not an expert yet on parenting. I know it's been two weeks, but I am not an expert, so that is a fore, uh, warning, uh to all who are listening to this podcast. Um, this is just... Um, just a dad talking uh, and processing out loud with you uh, everything, all of my inward thoughts and all the things that uh, I'm thinking about and some of the research that I've done. Um, And hopefully, maybe this bears witness with your spirit or it connects with you in some type of a way uh, that encourages you, lifts you up and blesses you. Um, And I want to talk about you know, the differences of parenting and, and what um, I've seen and, and what I've read about and just kind of giving my perspective on kind of how I see all of this information. In an article from Business Insider, um, they talk a lot about uh, differences between millennials and Gen X parents and boomer parents. Um, and I read the article. There are some things that I I really agree on. And then there were some things that I I really kind of didn't. And I think it's really important that as today, um, in today's age, you know, especially with the things that we read, uh, my dad taught me this. He said that uh, with all information, it's like eating a fish. You know, you eat the meat and you spit out the bones. And there's some things that you can really take into account and advice and um, there's some things that you kind of got to discard. 
you know, not everything you read you're going to uh, agree on 100%. Now, there's sometimes in some articles that you will, uh, but in this case, you know, I agreed with a majority of what was said. And so I just want to share with you just a couple of those that I really enjoyed. Now, the first one is this, is millennials turn to the internet, not just family and friends for parenting advice. Um, the article says this, uh, an article in the New York Times suggests that millennial parents, uh, perennials, if you will, are turning to Google, chat rooms, and apps for all kinds of parenting advice. Uh, as one expert told the Times, Google is the new grandparent, the new neighbor, the new nanny. Uh, that expert also said the good news is that parents know more about child development than ever before. Uh, the bad news is it can be overwhelming and sometimes disempowering. And I think of all the apps that I have on my phone, uh, the apps of tracking uh, my wife's pregnancy, um, seeing kind of his development in, in the womb and just tracking along like, hey, this week he's the size of a pineapple or he's the size of a grape, you know, and it was so cool to have all of these different parenting apps now. Um, and on my phone, I'm Googling things, you know, I'm saying, hey, Val, you know, uh, he's coughing. Is, is that normal? Or, um, you know, different things that he might do, maybe a little twitch or a little thing. And, you know, you can Google it like really quickly where before, you know, you might not have had that opportunity uh, to Google something. You know, you might have called a doctor or a mom or a grandma um, and to see kind of what's going on with my baby. Is this normal? Is this okay? You know, we have a lot of people on Facebook um, taking pictures of their children with rashes and they're like, uh, is this normal? You know, just asking. And, you know, there's moments where I want to comment, like, you should probably ask your doctor about that and not Facebook. But we see this kind of trend, not, you know, with, with a lot of millennial parents um, to go online and to really ask of more people. And that's kind of one of the differences um, here's what the word of God says in Proverbs twelve fifteen. It says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. Proverbs eleven fourteen says where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Proverbs uh, thirteen ten says this uh, through insolence comes nothing but strife, but wisdom is with those who receive counsel. Uh, Proverbs 19.20, uh, I hope you can see that there's a pattern that comes from Proverbs that says this, listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. And lastly, Proverbs 27.9 says, oil and perfume make the heart glad, so a man's counsel is sweet to his friends. And I think of all these scriptures of, of counsel and getting guidance and this is one thing that we as millennials, we, we value as parents is the counsel of others, is asking people, well, what, what have you done? Or what books have you read? Or what information do you know? Or how did you deal with that? You know, and maybe you've came across this podcast and you're like, hey, I need some help with some parenting or, you know, I need advice. You know, I don't know what to do. And it's really good to get counsel from others. Read books. Read, be a part of chats. Be a part of forums. Be a part of groups on Facebook. You know, be a part of these things 
you know, be a part of, you know, maybe you have a small group at your church for families, you know, be a part of that. Uh, maybe you're a single mom, you know, get in contact with other single parents, you know, and have that support group. Maybe you're a single dad, uh, look for that support group. Maybe, um, you know, whatever it looks like, maybe, you know, you guys are co-parenting, you know, and, you know, that those are one of those things that, you know, having community is really important. Having good godly counsel, um, again, is sweet to the heart and does wonders uh, for parenting. Another point of the article uh, that was made was that millennials are documenting their kids' uh, lives on social media. Now, here's uh, a funny thing is, you know, my mom would bring out the photo albums and the, you know, the booklets and, and uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, CVS, you know, getting pictures uh, developed, you would go to CVS and it would come in those envelopes or you'd go to Walmart or Walgreens and, um, you know, you would get your pictures developed, you know, you would take the canister of film, you'd send it to them and it would take, you know, if it was a little fancier in the early 2000s where, uh, you know, it might be an hour, you know, but, you know, before that it could have taken a couple of days or you send it off to a lab and all that work, depending on uh, what kind of camera and film you use. Now, um, you know, it, we have social media and it seems like kind of the, the era of the photo album. For some people, they, hey, more power to you if you're a scrapbooker. Um, but a majority of millennials seem to be uh, documenting a lot of these things, actually more on social media. And here's what it says, uh, the article, it says, um, that same New York Times article mentions that many millennial parents are giving their kids personal hashtags and YouTube channels. Uh, and a poll conducted by Time and SurveyMonkey found that just 19% of millennial parents have never shared a photo of their kids on social media. I mean, we are taking pictures and, you know, we are just, I mean, I'm posting, I think like every single day, every day. And we have this app uh, that we got to share with uh, my, my aunt, my mom, uh, my wife has, has it too. And we just take pictures of them and we post it. And then the family gets to see um, kind of what he's up to and what he's doing each and every day. We post things, we post videos and we post pictures and all these different things. And, you know, I don't think I have a single printed picture of him, but I have posted every single day of my son. And I say that shamelessly, shameless. I know that there's probably someone saying, uh, why is he posting all about his son? You know, oh man, he's just uh photo bombing, not photo bombing, but he's just blowing up my, uh, my feed you know, with, with his son. And, you know, it, to me, I don't care because a lot of people are asking for uh, more pictures. And I know you as parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so for me, uh, personally, I mean, I see this for sure. I mean, I am posting all the time and that's really interesting to see, um, you know, only 19% say that they've never posted a picture. And, you know, it's really amazing to kind of see the that shift um, of the era of scrapbooking and the era of, um, you know, photo albums kind of dissipating and it all going digitally. Um, and 
everything is going on Facebook, everything is going on Instagram, you know, these things are, you know, happening and, and kind of shifting and, and changing. Another um, point that was made in the article is that millennials are waiting longer to have kids. Um, the article says this, a mother's age at, at the birth of her first child has been steadily increasing for decades. According to the data from the Centers uh, for Disease Control, in 1980, it was 22.7. In 2013, it was 26. As Business Insider previously reported, as more women get an education and enter the workforce, they generally marry and have kids later. That's possibly because the U.S. workplace doesn't afford the kind of support that would enable women to have kids and develop their careers at the same time. You know, I really do see this. I mean, you know, um, you know, we're in our, our mid to late 20s, you know, gasp. We're in our mid to late 20s and, you know, this is our uh, first our first son and it's so true. I mean, back in the day, it seems like people were having kids, you know, 18, 19, 20, you know, pretty young, you know, right right away having children or right away getting married, you know, um, we, we see a lot actually of, of people waiting. You know, I, I have a lot of friends, millennial friends who, you know, they've been married five, six years and they're content. They're just enjoying marriage. They're just enjoying each other, you know, and in the right time, you know, they'll have kids. Um, there's one thing though, it's, it's funny, you know, you get asked the moment you get married, when's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? You know, and I guarantee now, you know, once kind of, uh, time progresses, people are going to be asking, when's baby number two going to come? You know, it's this never ending kind of push, um, to have a child. But here's what, what I want to, you know, speak on is this is, you know, don't feel, um, as if you have to fit into a category of time, a category of I'm too old or I'm too young or any of that. Here's what Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight says for everything. There's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up, which uh, is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. See, this um, scripture is really talking about that there's a season for everything and a time for everything. And it's really important to really seek God in moments of, you know, whatever that looks like for you. You know, if you don't, if you're married and you don't feel like it's yet God's timing for a child, you know, discuss that with your spouse, pray about it, you know, ask the Lord, inquire of the Lord and ask him, Lord, is this, is this your will? You know, before we had our son, I mean, we, we prayed, Lord, is this uh, too soon? Is this quick? You know, is this right away? You know, cause for us, I mean, we got married and within five months we started trying to have um, our son, 
you know, and for some people it's like, whoa, that's quick or that's really fast. Like, why did you not, you know, wait longer, you know? And we just felt like that was what the Lord was doing, you know? Um, it's kind of crazy to, you know, have a son during this pandemic, you know, that's kind of strange. I mean, we found out right in, 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 uh, January, we found out that we were having a son and literally, uh, we, you know, we were just talking about it and we were thinking, you know, I don't think if, if we would have waited just two more months and we would have been in this pandemic, I don't know if we would have wanted to try you know, to, to bring a child in the midst of this uncertainty and just weird times. But thank God, you know, we, you know, we, we tried and, you know, we found out that we were having him kind of in the perfect timing. And, uh, we're just thankful. We're thankful for the way that things happened. And you know what, we, we found out that this was perfect timing because it was in God's timing. And, and again, that timing may look different for anyone and everyone. So search, and, and seek God for that and have a peace in your heart and, and pray about that with your spouse, you know, about, you know, when, when should we start, you know, when should we try, you know, and I guarantee the Lord will give you a peace, um, that just covers your heart when, um, you make that decision to become a parent. Another, uh, really interesting point was that, uh, millennial parents want to know, that the brands they buy reflect their values. They want to know that the, um, the, the cream that you, you put on the diaper rash cream is organic or uh, conscious, to the envi- conscious, or conscious to the environment. Um, and they want to know that it's making an impact and that it's, it's um, you know, going to do something um, to improve or do something to uh, better the community or the environment. Uh, according to a National Retail Federation report, as many as 44% of millennial parents say they only shop at brands that reflect their social or political values, compared to just 23% of parents from other g- generations. Millennial parents also appreciate speed and convenience. The report found 86% have used same day shipping, compared to 67 of parents. From other generations. Now, this is really interesting because, you know, uh, not only for my own personal life, um, but for, um, you know, for for Jonah, you know, the the clothing that we buy, you know, if it says organic, you know, that's something that I look for. Something that is, you know, like recycled or something that is beneficial to the environment. It's like. I, I want I want that like I am so gravitated towards something that will benefit or go to um, you know research or go to um, I don't know like um, preservation or it, it'll go for conservation or it'll go to a nonprofit to do some type of work um, I'm gonna throw a shameless plug out there um, I have a, a clothing company called Integration Clothing Co. And uh, we actually have uh, baby onesies that we have on the market. And they uh, go again with our brand and they have scriptures on it and they reflect God. They, they reflect Jesus. And so for, for me, I wanted my son to have those um, and to wear those with, with some pride and, and some joy and to really reflect my Christian values 
Um, and to see him wear that is amazing. Um, one thing too about the brand is that uh, we have some uh, items on the website that actually go to benefit Foursquare Missions International and it's really a great outreach that they do and that we can partner with and actually donate to. And it's so amazing to see, you know, uh, this brand, you know, reflecting Christ and reflecting our own values. And this is so true amongst millennials is that we care about that stuff. We truly, genuinely care about what we buy, what we purchase and the effects that it has on on the earth. You know, there's so many people who have you know, bought plastic straws or carry Nalgene bottles around because, um, you know, they were purchased in mind of making a difference in something and not just to be a consumer. And it's the same with the things that we give to our, to our children. You know, do they make an impact and do they make a difference and do they hold to our values? And a majority and of millennials would say, uh, that that's what they do value and that's what they do uphold. One thing that I know um, tends to be, though, the common denominator, you know, we mentioned all of these differences, but here's something that's similar is um, something that I have learned uh, through parenting is, is this, is that I want my son um, to experience the love of Jesus to experience God and for him to be so knit close to God's heart and for him to be knit close to his presence and for him, um, you know, to be trained up uh, in, in the Lord and for him not to go away from it, for him not to leave. I mean, my son's name is Jonah, you know, and it's like, I don't want him uh, to, you know, go off of God's path, but to remember his name and to remember the story and to always be after Nineveh and to always be after the things of God and to always be in his will and, and in God's purpose and in step with God, because God will always bring him back to his heart and bring him closer to him, you know, and that's one thing that is stable and secure through all the generations of, of parents who are Christians. Um, and, and that's one thing that I personally have learned. Um, I, I also, one thing that's really amazing is uh, from a father's perspective, I, I saw God as father simply through my dad and what he has done, you know, and, and kind of what he has done for me over the years, the things that he's done um, and made happen for my life. And I seen God through that kind of lens of father through him. And now as father, as me being a father, me being a dad, now I see God uh, through my actions and what I do. And it has really given me such a love um, for God, like a deeper love for God as a dad. Um, because I am so flawed as a father, but the moment that he cries... Um, the moment that he begins to be discomforted, I instantly wake up. I instantly go to his crib. Uh, and again, this is speaking about at nighttime and during the day, but mainly at night. I'll go to his crib. I'll check on him. You know, I'll hear the cry and I'll get him a bottle or I'll change his diaper or, you know, I'll do one of these things, you know. And I think to myself, you know, imagine God, you know, when I, when I cry. You know, when I am seeking him, when, uh, 
when I am in trials and when I'm in discomfort and I go to him and, and I cry out with my heart and I, I say, God, help me. You know, it's like, wow, like me as a flawed father, I would get up every single time, maybe not one to every single time, but I get up every single time. And imagine a, a God, our father, who is so perfect in all of his ways. And and we imagine that, you know, oh, he doesn't hear our cries. He doesn't hear our prayers, you know. He doesn't acknowledge it. And it's like, oh my gosh, whenever we seek him, we find him. Whenever we knock, doors are open. Like he is so close to us. Like he is so close to us. And it's like, it just keeps playing into my into my my thoughts and, and just floods my heart all day. And it's like, my Lord, my son is always on my mind. I miss him when I'm at work. Like I miss him when I'm not with him. I just long to be with him. I long to be with my son and maybe that's just the the you know the honeymoon phase so to speak with the baby but I love I love 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 my son so much and it's like my lord like how much more do you love us being a perfect father how much more do you care for us how much more do you care when we're upset and in discomfort and it's those things that I want my son to know and to feel and 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 to to just know within his heart, Proverbs twenty two six says, "Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it." And it goes to that: is parents train your children to to seek God, to pray, teach them to pray, teach them to worship, teach them to look to God and to find Him, teach them. You know, that is something across all the board that we can all do. Um, No matter what generation we are from, that is the connecting point as Christians uh, in parenting is that we can all train up uh, our children in the ways of the Lord. You know, one thing that I'm so thankful for is for my wife, such a, a godly mother. I mean, she prays for him and she just loves him and takes so good care of him and worries about him already and she would do anything for him um and i asked her i was like val can you can you write something you know she she really doesn't like too much to 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 come on the podcast you know and speak but uh god has really gifted her in writing and so i said val could could you write something um something short and sweet uh, about par- parenting and here's what Uh, She says about uh, motherhood, she says this, What has God shown you through parenting? Uh, The word that comes to mind is persistence, to really keep trying even if you failed. Persistence comes with having grace towards yourself and to keep trying even when you don't see results. Pastor Judah Smith uh, said this, You're doing better than you think you are, and you're making more progress than you think you are. Keep trying don't give up. And just a little backstory: um, we're we we are uh, currently with nursing uh, Jonah. You know, we're trying to do breastfeeding, but he tends to not latch very long. He will, you know, uh, feed for a couple minutes and then just start crying, crying, crying. And um, the doctor said it's because he's uh, kind of wanting the food faster than it's coming out. 
And I feel like that's like a majority of us, you know, we deal with that even as adults <laughs> when our food doesn't come out as quickly as we'd like to. Um, so he, he tends to, you know, get really upset and it kind of discourages my wife a little bit, you know, we were walking and she said, you know, when, when, you know, when is it enough? Like, when do I stop being persistent? When do I stop trying, you know? And, and we talked about that together, you know, we prayed together, you know, and we prayed over Jonah, you know, Lord, let him eat, you know? And so we're, we're supplementing with, you know, with bottles and formula and, um, all these different things that you do with, with a baby. And, uh, we're learning all of these different things. But the one thing that we're learning is persistence, patience, and trusting in the Lord and in this process that, you know what, at the end of it all, God, as long as you're um, guiding us, as long as you're directing us, you have something good in store for us. And that's what we stand on. We stand on our truth. Uh, we don't waver through unbelief. Um, when trials and tests comes, just like James says, we try and count it pure joy. Um, in the midst of it all, and we ask for wisdom from the Lord uh, to help guide and to guard and to keep us uh, firm in the truth that we know that is in his word. Um, again, um, we are just going through this thing, not as experts, but as people who are dependent uh, truly on the Lord and his guidance um, and truly looking to the Lord for everything that we do in parenting. I just want to thank each and every one of you for uh, making it this far and listening uh, to this podcast, this monthly podcast. Um, thank you so much. Make sure to share this with a friend. Um, make sure to share this with someone who's parenting. Maybe they're a millennial and, and parenting. Um, and, you know, send this to them and maybe it'll encourage them. Uh, again, I don't come and say I, I know everything or, uh, you know, in these two weeks I have reached, um, you know, um, you know, a level where I would say or consider myself an expert. I consider myself uh, stumbling through and finding myself in the arms of the Lord. Um, again, thank you for listening uh, to Young Christian Podcast um, and go through each each of our podcasts, you know, you can download them and listen to them, listen to them right away or listen to them later. Uh, but listen to all of them. You know, we go through different things, especially during COVID. Uh, you know, we've gone through just the different steps, like almost, you know, every other month of what's going on and tracking through uh, kind of where we are as, as a people, you know, and, and what it looks like and how we can observe it through the eyes of a Christian. And through the eyes of a Christian looking at parenting, there might be a little bit of differences as millennials from maybe your parents or your grandparents. And that's okay. Times are changing. But one thing bridges us all, and that is our dependency on the Lord Jesus to guide us, to direct us, um, and to really show us the way and the truth and the life. And again, be connected uh, with other parents and other people. And don't be alone in this. God has called us again to be in good counsel with each other, especially as Christians. So encourage one another, encourage a parent, encourage someone. I remember I, as my wife was pregnant, um, I, was, I would talk to some of the, uh, the young married guys uh, at my church who, who just uh, either have had 
children or maybe their children are a couple years old and I have gotten so much um, hope from just talking to them and listening to stories and hearing their heart and just seeing things that they have done. So again, don't be alone in this. You know, be connected to a church, be connected to a ministry, be connected to like-minded uh, people around you, you know, and listen to what they have to say and take into account, you know, again, uh, I heard this uh, statement, nobody knows how to parent your child like you. You have the ability to make the decisions and the right choices, especially when you are empowered by the Holy Spirit and listening to Jesus. So again, thank you for listening to Young Christian Podcast, where we do look at real world situations through the eyes of a young Christian. Until next time, until next month, we'll see you then. Bye.